0: What's up, YouTube? I have a question for you. How often do you check your phone? Do you look at it first thing in the morning when you wake up? Do you feel the itch when you're standing in line at a coffee shop? What about when you sit down to go to the bathroom? Do you whip it out to pass the time? Well, if you answered yes to any one of these questions, then you might have a phone problem. And that problem might be making it harder and harder for you to be creative. So in this video, I want to take a closer look and how it is that these little gadgets might be draining our creativity, and explore some boundaries that we can implement to clear our phones, clear our minds, and get creative. Before we talk about this, let's take a little trip back in time. Now, I'm gonna date myself here. I am a dial-up kid, and my childhood memories include this sound. This sound. You've got mail. And most importantly, this sound. Now, if that little auditory trip down memory lane got you all nostalgic, then congratulations. You're getting old. Like me. But for those of you who don't know what any of that is, those are the sounds of the early internet. Imagine if every time you wanted to get online, you had to push a bunch of buttons, turn things on in a specific order, and then sit, And listen to this. We sure have come a long way, haven't we? Today, we live in a technological era that only 20 years ago was pretty unimaginable. Sure, we're not commuting to work in flying cars or riding hoverboards, but when I was a kid, a computer was this big, clunky thing that sat on a desk in the living room, and you had to negotiate with your family members to see whose turn it was to use it. It wasn't until I was 15 that I had my first encounter with social media through MySpace. And when I was 17, we entered the world of sidekicks and other portable devices that had very rudimentary internet access. But even then, it was hard to imagine the vastly connected world that we live in now, where everyone has their own powerful, personal, and portable computer that fits in your pocket and is constantly begging for your attention. Growing up on this cusp in an era of exponential technological growth, I've been fascinated by the conversations around the way that using these technologies impacts our brains, and by extension, our creativity. I remember a few years ago reading this book called How to Break Up with Your Phone by Katherine Price. The whole book is fantastic, but there was one part in particular that really stuck with me. In the book, Catherine compares an activity like reading an article in a newspaper to reading that same article, but on the internet. And she illustrates how the two affect your brain's ability to focus in vastly different ways. Imagine focus as an ocean. The deeper you go, the more focused you are. And activities like reading allow your brain to dive deep below the surface of that ocean and enter what's called a flow state. And flow state is a real thing. The definition is loose, but essentially it's the experience of being so absorbed by an engaging task or activity that your attention is completely held by it. If you've ever lost yourself in a book, you'll be familiar with this feeling. Everything around you just kind of disintegrates. There are no distractions, no flashing lights or fancy images, just you, the author's words, and your imagination, painting the picture of the world that you're reading about. Then there's the internet, and we all know what your average internet article looks like. You get a block of text, an ad, another block of text, another ad, maybe a link to a related article, some more text, some more ads, and so on. And whether or not your conscious mind notices the distraction, your subconscious mind does, and it's constantly having to make split-second decisions between whether or not to click on it, or even pay it any attention at all. This disjointed stop-and-go keeps your mind skittering around on the surface, and never really being able to dive deep into that ocean of focus. It's essentially locking the gates to your flow state. And that's just talking about digital articles. Add to that the way that our phones and social media are constantly chirping and blinking and whistling at us to open them, and you've got a perfect recipe for constant distraction. I can't even open my phone to send a text message without getting a notification trying to pull my attention somewhere else. And whether or not these distractions are successful at redirecting our attention, the result is a brain that's conditioned to skitter around on the surface, looking for distractions even when there are none. When I read this, I could immediately relate. And the first thing that came to mind was reading books. I used to be a voracious reader. I could easily get lost in a book for hours and finish it within a few days, depending on the book. But over the last handful of years, I've noticed a change in my ability to focus and actually get into the story. I'll read a few pages, but eventually my mind starts to wander and think about other things. And these days, it might take me months, or in some cases even years, to finish a book. Then I started thinking about my experience with writing music. Now, if there's any endeavor that requires a flow state, it's music. And I've been noticing, much like with the books, that the gates to my flow state are getting harder and harder to open. I used to be somewhat of a songwriting machine. But then, somewhere around age 25 or 26, that all started to slow down and it eventually became months, and sometimes even years, between spurts of musical inspiration. I've gotten to a point where I'll sit down to write, come up against the eventual wall, and instead of pushing through it like I used to, I'll just find something else to do, like get on my phone, or peruse Netflix for some obscure thing to watch. What's changed, I've realized, is that back when I was a more voracious reader, or a more prolific songwriter, I also didn't have much else to do. No phone to hop on, no Netflix to peruse, nothing else to turn to when I was bored. And that boredom was my playground. It was the empty space that I could fill with whatever I wanted, where there was ample room for my imagination to expand and create entire universes. I could sit in silence and an entire song would just compose itself in my head. Or lyrics and poetry would just materialize out of thin air. My time, my energy, and my mind were clear and productive and focused. And it all happened in that empty space. But these days, that space is filled with memes and YouTube stats. People I don't know dancing for some reason. And yes, Instagram booty pics. It's like a 10-car garage just so full of junk that you can't even park your Mini Cooper in there anymore. I don't have a Mini Cooper, or a 10-car garage, but maybe you do. So with all of these things competing for our attention on a minute-to-minute basis, how can we clean house, clear our mind palace, and reclaim our creativity? Well, it just so happens that I was scrolling through Peter McKinnon's channel a couple of weeks ago, yes to distract myself, and I came across this video. Essentially, it highlights Peter's friend, Jeff Cristiano another creator who came up with this specific concept that I'll call the nothing phone the idea is to set up your phone in a super minimalistic way that positions it as a tool to help you engage more with your life rather than a distraction that's begging you to engage more with it and to take it a step further Jeff designed this cool gradient backdrop to maximize minimalism and minimize distraction I'll link to the original video below so you can check it out, and I'll also link to Jeff's backdrop, which he's been kind enough to offer as a free download. So, I'm gonna try it. We're gonna go through my phone, set everything up, and if you want to join me, feel free to whip out your phone and follow along. You're probably gonna want to see my screen, right? Okay, um, hold on. Sweet. So the idea, or at least the way that I'm going to approach it, is to break down all of the apps on my phone into three categories. There's the don't need category, which I'll just delete. The need but don't use often, which will live in my app library, but not on my home screen. And then the need and use often, which will live in a single app drawer at the bottom of my home screen. Now, I realize that need and use often leaves a lot of room for interpretation, But the way that I'm thinking about it is simple utilities and tools like maps or my son's baby monitor, and a few entertainment apps like podcasts and music. I'm also going to implement a piece of advice that I got from my buddy Tatro, who's a fellow YouTube music creator and been at it way longer than I have. As a content creator, it can be really easy to get sucked into spending way too much time on social media. So when I asked Tatro how he manages his mental health around all of that, he said that he doesn't keep any social media on his phone. That all lives on a separate iPad that stays at home, and he can pick it up when he wants to, not when it wants him to. So with that in mind, no social media on the phone. Now, if that seems like a bridge too far for you, then at the very least, try taking those apps off your home screen, hiding them away in your app library, and turning off all notifications for them. So now that we know the ground rules, Let's get started. Okay, so I've got everything organized into its proper category. I deleted all the junk in the social media... I got all the apps that I use, but not that often in the app library, but off my home screen. And in this one app drawer on my home screen, I have tools that I use often. I got messages, phone, calendar, baby monitor, and a couple of entertainment apps like podcasts and music, like I like to listen to. So the last couple of things I want to do is I want to go into settings, go to home screen, and remove the search bar from my home screen. And then I wanna go and find Jeff's wallpaper. I already have it loaded into my phone, but if you don't, all you have to do is hit add new wallpaper and select it from your photos. And then hit set as current. And I'm gonna take this app drawer and I'm gonna move it down to the middle of this dock here so that it's not in the way, it's just down at the bottom. And boom. What's on my phone? Nothing and it already feels great. Yeah, I can feel my tech-addicted brain squirming somewhere back here, but I lived half my life without this stuff, so I know I'll be fine. And if you did follow along, let me know in the comments how you're feeling. Do you feel relieved? Maybe a little panicky? Are you feeling like a weight has been lifted off of your shoulders, or are you a little twitchy? And more importantly, a week from now, are you feeling more creative? Does your mind palace feel empty and ready to house your imagination again? Let me know. I certainly hope so. So until next time, I hope you make a lot of music. Don't forget to enjoy the process and embrace the suck.